Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrisone, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrisone's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrisone fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting and in the alternative because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we concluded our look at the testimony of Mary Haskins Gray, the defendant's girlfriend and assistant dressage trainer. In this installment, we begin our breakdown of the direct examination of Justin Harden, also an assistant equestrian trainer who worked for Michael Barrison. That's all coming up right after the break. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. After Mary Haskins Gray leaves the stand, Judge Stephen Taylor invites the prosecution to proceed with their case. Hi, right, Mr. Shalhorn, call your next witness. So the state will call Justin Harden. Justin Harden is tall and thin. He sports a brown mop of hair on top of his head with the sides shaved close to the scalp. Harden wears tortoiseshell glasses, a white check patterned shirt, and a dark blue blazer. Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn asks Harden a series of questions to introduce the witness to the jury and offer context for his relevance to the case. Mr. Harden, can you please introduce yourself to the jury? I'm Justin Harden. And how old are you? 42. Do you know Michael Barrison? I do. Do you see him here in force today? I do. Where do you currently live, Mr. Harden? In Wellington, Florida. Can you tell the jury a little bit about your own professional experience and what you do for a living? I am a horse trainer and competitor. And is there a specific discipline that you currently train and compete in? Yes. What is that? Dressage. Can you tell the jury in your own words basically what dressage is? Dancing with horses. Have you ever ridden any other equestrian disciplines? I have. Can you tell the jury what those are or what those were? Western and uh, eventing. And approximately how long have you been training and competing in dressage? Approximately 22 years. Could you tell the jury approximately when you first met the defendant? In 2002. Can you tell the jury how you first met him? I was applying for a job at his farm. Do you recall which farm that was? His farm in New Jersey. What was the job that you were applying for at that time? A intern, I'd say, working student. What does that term generally mean to you? It's an opportunity to learn more about the horse business and gain experience. Did you get that job? I did. From approximately the time you got that job in 2002 until 2019, did you continue a professional relationship with the defendant? Yes. Did your role or job change with respect to the farm or working with him? Yes. How did it change? It evolved over time. In uh, the summer of 2019, what was your position? Assistant trainer. Working there from approximately 2002 to 2019, did your business relationship with the defendant at some time become more of a friendship? Yes. Are you familiar with whether or not he owns any other farms? Yes. And can you tell the jury where that other farm or those other farms are? In Loxahatchee, Florida. 
Do you have an opportunity to work at both of those farms during the course of time you were associated with the defendant? Yes. Can you tell the jury the reason why uh, the defendant owned two farms? The winter season is a important competition time for our sport, as well as the weather. And would it be fair to say that the winter competition is down south? Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you a few questions about the nature of Michael Barrison's businesses. Uh, for example, was it common for him to board more than one horse at a time? Yes. Do you recall, with respect to the New Jersey farm, approximately how many horses there were stalls or living quarters for? For stalls, there was 33, as well as a area for young horses. And was it common for those uh, stalls to be more or less filled with horses? Yes. Now, you indicated that when you initially came to work for the defendant, you were working as a working student. Yes. Um, was it common for him to have working students associated with the farm during the time you were there? Yes. What was the approximate number of working students that may be working at any given time? It would vary, but I would say between four and eight. Working students paid? Generally, no. What was their, uh, I guess, compensation or what did they receive as a result of working at Michael Barrison's farm? Uh, living quarters and uh, opportunity to learn uh, with, about the horses. Can you tell the jury what a riding clinic is? Uh, a riding clinic is um, usually a two or three day period of time where um, a clinician or teacher will teach basically for the whole day a series of, of uh, riders and horses. Um, generally, the clinician would be from out of town traveling. Have you ever been a clinician at a riding clinic? I have. Are you aware of whether Michael Barrison has ever been a clinician? Yes, he was. Would you say that he did that with any frequency during the time that you worked for him? Very much so. You had also indicated that you are a competitor. Yes. Can you tell the jury a little bit about what a horse competition entails? Our sport has a set time for your competition and a predetermined routine um, that you are judged on. So you, you get the routine in advance? Yes. And then do you practice that specific routine with your horse? Yes. Are those events held at the farm or barn where you're training or somewhere else? Somewhere else. How do the horses and the riders get to the location where the event is? Owners either have their own transportation or they will have them shipped there commercially. Did the defendant or was the defendant ever involved with transporting horses or horses that were training at his farm to various events? Yes. And would that be something that the owner would pay extra for, or would it be included in the price of boarding and training? In general, trailering was extra. Now, with respect to the New Jersey farm, at any times when you were working there, where did you live? On the farm. And I'm going to show you S391. What do you recognize that to be? That would be the New Jersey farm. And can you indicate for the jury on this uh, map the approximate area where the farmhouse is located that you indicated you live? Okay, uh, it, near the top left of the picture, there is visible the roof of a farmhouse. And can you describe that farmhouse, uh, how many levels? Uh, two levels and a basement. Did you live on various uh, locations or on various levels of that farmhouse over time? Yes. Where did you live when you began living there? In the basement. Did anyone else live in the basement? Yes. Who else lived in the basement? Other uh, assistants working there at the time. And what was the general layout of the basement at that time? Several bedrooms and a common living area. Over time, as your roles and your role and responsibilities at the farm changed, did you move to another location in the farmhouse? I did. Where was that? On the uh, top floor of the farmhouse. And what was the general layout or setup there? 
It was a two-bedroom apartment with a living room and a kitchen. You recall approximately for how long you lived in that apartment? Until the spring of 2019. Do you recall when you may have moved up there initially? Approximately 2004. So you had lived there for a number of years? Yes. Now, with respect to S391, uh, is it fair to say that the that's the driveway going down the middle of the diagram next to the farmhouse? Yes. And in the bottom right-hand corner, can you describe, and if it's easier for you, I'm sure the judge would allow you to come down and point it out for the jury, if you could just describe what some of those facilities are in that bottom right-hand corner. Uh, it's the main stables uh, where the horses were kept and the indoor and outdoor riding arena. Also on the very bottom right are the paddocks and the round pen. And what's the significance of the paddocks and the round pen? It's where the horses would spend their time outside and the round pen was used for training um, young horses. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Prosecutor Shellhorn continues to ask the witness, Justin Harden, to guide the jury through a series of images that serve to deepen the jury's familiarity with the Barrison property. Are the various fields, and I'll, maybe I'll just start with, it looks like there are two green fields that are on both sides of the driveway, and then there's a third green field sort of on the right-hand side of the, the diagram there. Were those part of the property? Yes. And what was... Was there anything done with those things? They were used for farming hay for the horses. Is the driveway that goes down the center of S391 flat? Uh, no. And do you can you describe that for the jury? Uh, from the street, the first part of the driveway is a pretty consistent incline and then uh, flattens out about a third of the way. <clears throat> so based on your familiarity with living there for 15 years or so, if you were at the, the stable facility, in the bottom right corner, are you able to see the farmhouse from there? No. Are you able to see any part of the farmhouse to know from an orientation standpoint where it is? The very top of the roof. And then the, I guess at the other side, if you were at the farmhouse, are you able to see from the farmhouse to where the stables and barn are? No. Now you indicated that there were, uh, there's a stable and there's also an indoor mm -hmm. arena as part of that big building there. Yes. What else was, was part of that big building? But what else was in there? There was a clubhouse with a kitchen and a common area, and also a workshop. What was the general decor in the uh, the clubhouse there? Farm, country. Were there anything, uh, or was there anything hanging on the walls or displayed uh, with respect to some of the accomplishments of other, either Michael Barrison or people that he had trained? Yes. The prosecutor next shifts to presenting another series of photos. These are images taken inside the horse stables on the Barrison farm. Mr. Harden, the first uh, photo that we pulled up here is S318. What is that a photo of? Uh, that would be the center of the main stables. Now, I think you indicated one end of the stable when we were just looking at the aerial shot was connected to the end with the club room and the indoor arena. Yes. 
What was at the other far end of the stable? Uh, were there doors or anything else? There were doors on all ends of the stable. So there was doors uh, on all ends. And this door that we're looking at a picture of in S318, where is this door? Would have been a side door approximately halfway down the structure. And if you were to go out that side door in S318, where would that bring you onto the property? Onto the outdoor arena. I'm going to uh, go to S319. What is S319 a picture of? This would be the far end of the stables, farthest away from the indoor riding arena. And from the, the location where this picture is taken, what would be on the stables to the outside to the left? The parking lot. And what would be on the outside of the stables to the right? The outdoor arena. And is this the area where you indicated that you thought there were stalls for approximately 33 horses? 25. 25, thank you. What's S320 a picture of? This would be the other side of the first picture that we saw. So this would be a hallway looking out into the driveway. Now that um, entryway just after the, the hallway out to the outside, what's inside there? A wash stall for washing the horses. Is it fair to say that generally these photos are coming down the aisle of stalls closer to the club room? Yes. And is the doorway that you see on the left there the wash stall you just mentioned? Yes. All right, I'm going to draw your attention now to S323. Is this also a picture in that same hallway with all the stalls? Yes. And what is this a picture? Uh, that would be a picture of the doors of the two tack rooms. Those are the two white doors on the left? Yes. And where does that hallway go to? Uh, into the club room. Straight ahead, it looks like the aisle sort of turns off to the left there. Yes. Where does that go? Into the indoor riding arena. On, on basically the center of this photo, uh, what are those wooden objects in the center? So would be uh, cubbies. And what are those used for? Uh, clients could store their personal items in there. What are the big black um, metal objects in the middle of the, the picture? Uh, window grates for the stalls of the horses. Now I'm showing you S324. It looks like we can see those stalls, uh, the stall doors that you just talked, out, talked about in the bottom right. And you just have to answer yes, yes or no. Sorry for the record. Thank you. Um, on the left, are those more of those uh, lockers or cubbies that you discussed? Yes. And those would be used by clients. What is that white door straight ahead? Where does that go? That would be the door leading to the club room. How about the stairs on the right-hand side there? Uh, those leading, that's leading to the upstairs above the club room. What was on the upstairs part of the club room? Uh, storage, mostly. All right, this is S325. This is a closer-up picture of the door into the club room. And I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. That. Yes, that's all right. What are those pictures of on the right hanging there? Horses in competition. And are you familiar with who the riders are in those three photos? Yes. Who are they? Uh, Michael, uh, Mary Haskins, and myself. And are you the person that got cut off on the top? I am. Nice score. Right, and then we're looking at S326. Uh, I believe this door was closed in a prior picture. Yes. That, um, what is inside of that room? It's the saddles and bridles for the horses. And what's that room called? A tack room. And is S327 a photo inside of a tack room? Yes. What is S329 a picture of? It's the outside of the tack room. And what are all of these objects that are hanging on the wall here next to the tack room? They signify participation in uh, international horse competitions. Do you know who had earned every single one of those? I, I won't put you on the spot to ask. I don't think I could say for certain every single one. Did you have any uh, of those up there? Yes. 
And did the defendant, Michael Verison? Yes. Uh, did Mary Haskins? Yes. And uh, is it fair to say that there were others for people who had trained at the farm or been coached by Michael? Yes. All right, thank you, Mr. Hart. Now, with respect to uh, the, the club room, was there an office on the opposite side of the club room? Yes. Whose office was that? Michael's. Is it fair to say that after being at the property for the amount of time that you were, uh, you had been in that office before? I have. And were you aware that there was a safe in that office? Yes. Who had primary uh, access or control of that safe? Michael. Were you aware of the combination to the safe? Certain times I was. And then directing your attention specifically to August of 2019, do you recall being in the safe at all during that time period? I do not. Are you aware, aware of whether or not uh, Michael Barrison had any firearms on the property? I was. Can you tell the jury what your understanding or knowledge of that was? Uh, there was a firearm in the safe. Do you recall what type of a firearm? It was a somewhat long, small gun. Fair to say. Was, it, a, was it a handgun? When you say it a long, small gun, was it a handgun or a no, rifle? Two, a shot hand, two hand shotgun, I suppose. Okay, so like a, a longer gun. Yeah. A shorter version of a longer gun. Got it. Go ahead, Mr. Shellhorn. Judge, I'm, this is actually, I'm going to move into another topic here. All right. I can keep going, or if you want to take the afternoon break. Well, why don't you go for another seven minutes? <laughs> give, give or take. Very precise. Give or take a couple seconds, seven minutes. Mr. Hardy, during the, the course of time that you were living and working at that farm in particular in New Jersey, are you aware of whether or not the defendant was ever married? Yes. And did his wife at the time live at the property? Yes. Are you aware when that relationship was over, whether he had another relationship? Yes. And are you familiar with an individual named Mary Haskins Gray? Yes. Were Mary Haskins Gray and the defendant involved in a romantic relationship? Yes. And do you know if they were also involved in a business relationship? Yes. Did you know Mary Haskins Gray before she and the defendant started seeing each other romantically? I did. What was the nature of your relationship with her around the time when she and the defendant started seeing each other? We were friends, but she lived far away, so we weren't close friends. And during the course of time that Ms. Gray and the defendant started seeing each other, uh, did she spend more, more and more time at the defendant's properties? Yes. Did that have any impact on your relationship with her? We became closer. Are you familiar with uh, her having children? Yes. And at times, would her children come to visit or stay at the farm for periods of time. Yes. So besides yourself, the defendant, either his ex, ex-wife or wife at the time, or Mary Haskins Gray, and the working students, did anyone ever live at that property uh, with any regularity? Sometimes students would come and stay overnight. Did, and I think we already heard some of this testimony, so I'll, hopefully the jury will forgive me, but uh, with respect to running a farm, a horse farm, are there a number of vendors that come to the farm with the regular, with regularity? Yes. Who might some of those vendors be? Um, vet veterinarians for the horses, uh, dentists for the horses, um, farriers or blacksmiths for the horses, as well as uh, delivery of um, horse feed and supplies. And it, it sounds like from the testimony you've already given that most of the clients or people who boarded horses there did not live at the property. Yes, correct. Were there any sort of gates or other uh, obstacles to someone driving onto the property to get back to the barn? No. Now, when you and Michael Barrison were at the farm together at the same time, how frequently would you communicate? 
frequently. And would that typically be face-to-face -face if you were both there? Yes. At times, did you discuss aspects of running the farm or, or business-related topics? Yes. Uh, did you also discuss things that were going on in the equestrian world with each other? Yes. Can you tell the jury a little bit about how involved you were with running the day-to-day -day operations at the farm? And, and I'm specifically talking about that summer of 2019. I was very involved. Um, I would take over almost everything on occasions when Michael would be away, but very involved in the day-to-day. -day. Uh, are you familiar with the defendant having a website to advertise the business? Yes. And what was the name of the business? Barris Own Dressage. Judge, I'd like permission to show the witness S-74, which I believe has already been admitted into evidence. Sure. Mr. Harden, I'm showing you what's been marked as S-74 in evidence. Does this look like the generally the, the logo you were familiar with from the website? Yes. And do you see a date in the top left corner of this of August 8th, 2019? Yes. And moving down the, uh, the page, who's that a picture of? Me. And is that your name underneath the picture? Yes. And was there then, as we move a little bit further down the page, some information about your riding experience as well as some of the things that you have to offer as part of the business? Yes. Is S71 also appear to be a screenshot or, or the website with the date of August 8th, 2019 in the top left corner? Yes. And scrolling down, did this website or this page on the website indicate that to inquire about lessons or training, an individual could contact Mr. Barrison, Ms. Gray, or yourself? Yes. Now, during the times that you worked uh, with Michael Barrison, were you ever, ever able to observe anything about his demeanor related to running the business? Yes. What would that be? Certain moments of happiness or stress um, during different times of running the business. And when you say that, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, moments of stress versus moments of happiness. Happiness would be uh, himself or a student having probably a particular success in the competition or um, improvements on the stables. And stress would be, you know, students not doing as well as they would like to or horses being sick or injured. Did he ever have any stresses related to the finances of running the business? I'm sure, yes. Can you tell the jury, uh, in your words, what Safe Sport is? It's an organization that oversees a lot of sports and sporting activities, mostly for conduct and behavior, both bullying and protecting minors in the sport. And is that something that uh, existed at the time that you first became involved in equestrian or dressage? No. Do you recall approximately if you recall, when that came to be? Approximately 2016. Is that something that you were required to do anything to be licensed or registered as a competitor? You had to complete yearly online training classes. Now, are you aware uh, from August 5th, 2019, uh, related to an individual named George Morris and a safe sport? Yes. Uh, do you know who George Morris is? Yes. Can you tell the jury who George Morris is? One of the most famous American show jumping riders and coaches. And do you know if the defendant Michael Barrison knew George Morris? He did. When Safe Sport uh, gave that punishment to him on August 5th of 2019. Judge. Seven minutes is up. We're going to break I'll now and formulate my question. No, well, it's, it's since there's an objection, rather than keep the jury, I'm going to dismiss them for their afternoon break, and we can continue. I'll uh, address Mr. Um, <clears throat> Belenkis' objection. With Judge Taylor's call for a break, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison. 
Join us on our next installment as we hear arguments over defense attorney Edward Belinkus's objection to Prosecutor Shellhorn's question to Justin Harden regarding the defendant's awareness of disciplinary actions against another equestrian athlete. Also, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and trial audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.